You're listening to the MyMac.com podcast with your host, Tim Robertson. And welcome to the 239th episode of the MyMac.com podcast. I'm Tim Robertson. And this week, uh, it's all going to be parenting and Mac users and, you know, technology. And what are you using technology-wise in conjunction with being a parent? You know, are you bringing your kids in to the computer room and sitting them down at a young age and teaching them how to mouse around and use a keyboard? Uh, do they get laptops at schools? What programs do they use? Uh, are they video game players? Are you playing video games with them? That sort of thing. Joining me on the show this week is Mark Rudd. Hello, Mark. Hey, hey everyone. You're a parent. Absolutely. Yep. And, and uh, uh, how many kids do you have? We have four children, uh, wow. ranging in ages from uh, one who's about ready to turn 16 all the way up to I have a 29-year-old son. So we have a wide range of, uh, of children that do all different types of things. Mac users, I even have uh, my, some of my kids use PCs and Macs, and uh, we've, we've done just about everything you can do on a Mac, educationally and otherwise. So looking forward to the show. Guy Sero, you're here this week, and uh, you've got two yes. kids. I've got two boys, 12 and almost 13 and 14, just entering high school. Cool. And David Cohen, you're here. I'm here. And you have two children as well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of them I isn't have, using yeah, technology I, much at all yet. No, well, I have... Not, not, I have, not I have, as much. Yeah, I have sat her down in front of an Apple laptop. She just kind of drooled over it mm-hmm. and sicked up some milk. There you go. So, but yeah, um, she's only six days old, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll cut her know. some slack. So uh, you and Guy both have two, and Mark and I both have four. So all together we've got, what, uh, it's 12. Yes. 12 children that we can corrupt with our technology. Oh, boy. (laughs) So I'll start. Um, One of the things that got me into the Macintosh to begin with was when my first child was born. And my first wife and I sat down and, and talked about getting a computer. And ostensibly, that computer was going to be for my daughter. We figured she's going to need to know how to use computers much more than uh, my wife at the time and I were ever going to need to use them. Who knew? And I didn't want her to be scared of computers. I didn't want her to feel like, you know, I have to walk around on on pins and needles around these things because they break so easily. And I wanted it to be very natural for her. And so that's why I got the first Macintosh that I bought. And... She was pretty much a baby when we got it, so she's grown up. She's uh, 14 now. She's grown up with computers. She gets a computer. Um, this year, she's a freshman in high school. She got a computer as part of being a student there. They give her a laptop, and that's your laptop through your entire four years of of high school. Oh, that's cool. At the end of which, you can buy it. And I'm like, why would you want to buy a four-year-old laptop that's you know been beat up through high school? But now, is this a PC point. or a Mac? It is a Dell, unfortunately. Or no, it's a Gateway. And it is a piece of crap. It weighs... Definitely don't want to buy it. <laughs> well, you know, she has a MacBook that I bought her myself. And she also has the PC. She hates the PC. But all of her friends have the same machine, and she has to take it to school with her every day. So she's got some attachment to it, but not for the same reason that she likes her Mac. And that piece of crap is broke down more often than I can... I, I, she was out of it for like three months because the screen cracked and uh, it took that long to get a replacement. Wow. So she's been around computers her whole life. Uh, Mark, you've got a 29 year old. He obviously hasn't been around computers his whole life. 
Mm-mm. No, uh, it really started with my sons back in the the eighties, the well, kind of the early to mid eighties, um, when we had PCs in the house, and I, we had a Mac too, but we had PCs in the house, and that's where the games were, and and so. My son's first uh, kind of foray into computers were they were watching me play early versions of Castle Wolfenstein, if you guys remember that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And yep. um, they really uh, beca- became intrigued with that. And so it wasn't long before uh, they started wanting to play those games. Of course, we already had the console, you know, the early Nintendos and, and so forth and so on. So they were familiar with that. But uh, they really liked the improved graphics on the compute PC games. And so from there, um, I started them both using a word processor uh, on, well, at that time, I, we had an, um, an early uh, Mac SE. Um, and so I started them uh, on Mac Ride and, and utilizing that for school. And uh, so they, early on, they were beginning to use, uh, play PC games, primitive ones, of course, and beginning to use uh, the computer as a word processor. And then we got a Carmen's San Diego uh, game. I, we I, I, I remember getting one of those for the Performa. Yeah, yeah. And I think I had a PC version first and then a Mac version later when it came out. And uh, so they began to utilize computers for school. And and uh, and, and so it just kind of began to progress from there. What do you think that... Do, do you think they have a, a, a more of an appreciation for it growing up with it? Um, Both of them. You think so? Yeah, both of them do, particularly. My oldest son um, has not really transitioned over to the Mac side. I mean, he, he he's a PC gamer, so he really stays with that side of things and, and is, is really keyed into the Internet and, and is on a lot of the social networks and stuff like that. But my second oldest son, who's 27, um, he's really involved in on the Mac side and does a little bit with his work on the PC side, but he does everything. I remember starting him, and it was really interesting. He really kind of took to the to the geek side of things. He didn't just want to play on the computer, but then he began kind of really liking technology, which was a problem for me because then he always wanted to get whatever I had, you know. But um, I started him on a budget. He wanted to save money, so uh, we got him an, an early uh, accounting program, a real basic one, and, and he started putting all of his money into different accounts. And so and that really began to help him in school, and that just kind of progressed and got to be more and more and more. And then my daughter, as she got old enough, we got her a MacBook when she was in junior high and, and then uh, early high school, uh, or an early PowerBook, I think it was. I got a used one, and uh, she really liked that. And, and then as she got into high school, she began to use that more and more. And now she's in college, and she has a MacBook in college. And, of course, she transitioned the halo effect from that MacBook into wanting an iPhone. So she's an iPhone user as well, and, and she's completely sold on and uses it for everything, all, word processing. She does a lot of research, a lot of math, and, and so that's really helped her a lot. My youngest son, who uh, who started off really liking technology, use he has his own MacBook now. He's going to be 16, and uh, he uses it for a lot of things. He he plays on the PC side. He has a couple games that he plays there, and then he also has some things that he does on the Mac side, which is primarily GarageBand. He's a musician, and so um, we kind of set him up with some equipment to be able to get his uh, his his songs, play his song, his guitar directly into GarageBand, and then bring some other instruments and voices and stuff into it. and And he makes some pretty good stuff. So his 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 knowledge of computers has really grown, and it's really helped him out in school. and And he's really uh, familiar with the AV side of the computer. So I mean, 
uh, he's doing a lot with it. And of course, my wife, <laughs> to kind of complete the whole package, she finally, you know, she was kind of resistant to the whole thing. But all of her kids being on computers, we finally got her a MacBook last year, and uh, now she loves it, you know. And she's sending email and doing all kinds of stuff online. So, you know, our family, uh, it's kind of spread out and gotten contagious for all of our family members. Now, now, uh, David, you've got a, a six-year-old, right? Yeah. How is he on the computer? Is uh, obviously Daddy uses the computer night and day. Is he very comfortable with it, or is he very hesitant? Uh, uh, no, he's he's extremely comfortable. He 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 took to it from a very young age. Um, probably about from the age of three, he was happy using a mouse. He understood kind of what the mouse was for. He knew, you know, that clicking on things made things happen on the computer. Um, and uh, we we have a we have a, a uh, a laptop that that he uses a Mac laptop. It's an old PowerBook G4 um, that that I've set up with parental controls to kind of lock it down so that he can't mess it up. Basically, because you know, he, I mean, being a, a six-year-old, he tends to click on all sorts of things just to see what happens. And mm-hmm. you know, if he gets on my wife's computer, you know, the, there's just files all over the place and aliases everywhere, and and you know, things disappear and deleted, and all sorts uh, renamed and everything. So that, that brings up a really good point. There used to be in in macOS classic days uh, a program called At Ease that would basically take over the entire computer, and the only thing that the person had uh, it was kind of a multi-user environment. Uh, the only thing that that person had access to is whatever you put in there at ease, and that's all they could do. Do you think there's a place for a program like that on the Macintosh nowadays, David? Well, the, I think the, if you if you really go into to town with the parental controls in in Leopard, I mean, you can pretty much get that. There's there's a simple finder. You can uh, restrict the applications that that the user can use to only certain ones. Um, and anything else that they try and click on, it will ask for the uh, admin password. You can, f- you know, filter down all the content. You can restrict them to certain websites. Um, you know, you can put, even put time limits on so they can only use it for a certain number of hours a day before it will lock them out. So that there's an awful lot you can do in there um, with, be- without without even having to go to third-party software. So you can really lock it down. Um, though, though I would... <laughs> I, I mean, my, my personal approach is that I very carefully monitor the time he uses the computer. Yeah, and that's something we'll get into in a little bit, yeah. too. But, but, you know, I mean, he, he uses it. He, he goes to the, you know, the Playhouse Disney website and to the uh, Nickelodeon website, and he plays the educational games and the, you know, the games related to the characters that he watches on TV there. And he, and he really enjoys that. But he... he he, you know, he he uses computers a lot. They have a computer suite at school. Uh, we we don't the, the English school system doesn't really tend to give kids computers out of the school system, but they have a a set of computers at school that they use. And he's always been very very interested. I mean, he he'd sit in front of the thing all day if, if they if they let him. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's. But the thing is, when I say to him, when I explain to him, I said, you know, when when. When I was growing up, you know, we didn't have computers that talked to each other. We didn't have an internet. Uh, we didn't have mice. Uh, we didn't have, uh, you know, graphics on the screen. It was all text. It we was, did have big rats, uh, though. Jesus. He, he, did, he, did, he, did, he, he just can't... Beat them back with but, a stick. Uh, he, he, he can't conceptualize um, any they of that, you know. He can't, he can't kind of... He can't understand how how you would be able to com- use a computer in that sort of environment. I think that, that goes be- with all kids, though. They don't really get the way things work. It's always been that way as far as a kid's concerned. They don't really understand 
history before they were born uh, until a certain age, uh, probably yeah. like 14, 15. Then they'll start understanding that there was a world before them. Uh, the <laughs> parents were kids at one time, but I, I think that's pretty common. Now, Guy, you have uh, uh, two kids. Well, yes. What's the extent of their technology use? Uh, Guy, when he was just, I had an old uh, Performa 575, if you guys remember that I machine. I do. Mm-hmm. And he, when we used to feed him in the middle of the night, he would sit in my lap, and I would hold him with one arm, and, and you know I'm kind of a big guy, so I'm able to hold him and the bottle and position it, and then I'm using my, my right hand for the keyboard and the mouse. And he used to love to just sit in my lap and watch the Simpsons screensaver. From, oh, from After Dark. Yeah, 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 the old days. And he would just laugh hysterically while he was sitting in my lap watching this. Now... As he's grown up, he's been kind of hesitant about computers. He's not really very comfortable with them. Uh, I had to convince him that for schoolwork, that uh, pages would be better, especially with all the graphics that he likes to include, than Microsoft Word, you know, Word for the Mac. And he he just doesn't really take to it. Like once he knows how to do something, he doesn't want to switch from that. You know, he's got his routine set up. And but Peter, on the other hand, he's very interested in you know he's got a couple of different programs for for writing because he likes to write. He's got programs to to do certain things with uh, with movie files. Uh, I, I've got him a um, a flash movie camera, so he's you know he goes out and he takes shots. Recently, though, he has not been allowed to be on the computer because he's let his grades drop a little bit, mm-hmm. and part of that is he's become very fascinated with Facebook and also going to, to review uh, video game reviews. You know, the, I, can't, I can't think of the name of that, that weird English guy that does the, the video games reviews. It doesn't even sound like he takes a breath. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. It is... Okay, well, yeah, well let, let's, not, let's not focus on well, it. Well, no, you, you bring it up. It was zero punctuation. Yes, yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So, like, we walk by his room, and all we can hear is is, is that guy going off on some <laughs> some stupid game, and it's like, you know, Peter, what a complete waste of time. Why are you watching this when you could be doing something else? But he just got to the point where he he wouldn't stop doing it. So I was like, okay, well, until your grades improve, unless you need the computer for school, you won't be on the computer. Mm-hmm. So, and I hate doing that. I actually resisted it for a long time until he started getting a little mouthy uh, with my wife. It was like, <laughs> okay, buddy, you know, we're done. All right. So what about your other ch- 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 child? Is he into computers a lot or? Who, Guy? Yeah. Uh, not really as much. I mean, he uses it a lot more than Peter does for school. But like I said, he he's basically focused on one or two different programs. He he's he's mostly using Pages or Safari, and that's that's about as far as he's really willing to take it right now. Uh, for me, uh, of course, I, my first Mac I bought it was for my youngest daughter, and ostensibly it was for her to get comfortable with computers. But of course, as you're listening to this podcast. You you probably know that I started my Mac in '95, which was a year after my daughter was born, and so I actually took to the computer much quicker than she did. But of course, she was an infant then. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. Funny how that works. But one of the things that I got for her when she when she got to old enough, around one and a half, to to get interested at all in the computer is, you know, I would put her in front of it and she would just beat the crap out of the keyboard. So I got a program called Keywack. 
And what Kiwak did was display these, you know, pictures and shapes, and it would have different sounds, like a, a cat would meow or a cow would moo or it would count to ten, and it was random stuff, basically. And she would sit there banging on my keyboard for hours with Kiwak. And I had it so the screen would refresh every, you know, 20 shapes that would go back to, to white, and then she'd start over. And she loved it. And I, I really do believe that that computer program is what made her comfortable with the computer. Because as she started getting older, she had no fear of the computer at all. Right. Um, and even at an older age, occasionally, she would fire up Kiwak and just sit there and push the buttons and watch the shapes. So I thought that was kind of funny. Kiwak, by the way, is, um, yeah, it is free. I just had to go check just to make sure. And it's still being made for Mac OS X, but you can also get it for Linux and Windows as well. So if you're on any of those platforms, you can get Kiwak. If you have a younger child, download it, get it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. If you have multiple monitors, unfortunately, it won't work with multiple monitors. And it doesn't take over the complete screen the way it did on the classic Mac OS. So occasionally my son will hit command and tab and he'll switch over to the web browser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it used to be that if you hit command Q on the classic version, you literally had to type in quit. Uh, with the new version, you don't have to. It just quits it. So that's kind of a problem, too. But it's still a program that I, I clearly remember my youngest daughter using a lot. And as she got older we got new games for her and unfortunately a lot of the educational titles in the in the late 1990s early 2000s yeah. were updated. windows only right or well, it required a version of quicktime that was so out of date that the program didn't even recognize that quicktime is installed it said you must right. install quicktime 2.5 yeah they were <laughs> OS, they were os9 only if you were going to run it and then of course when the intel max came along it you, killed them or well, and 10.5 for that matter you could no longer run OS 9. Right. Well, even before that, easy. I remember Mac OS 9, and some of these games that we bought were for Mac OS 7.5, and it wouldn't run on OS 9. It just wouldn't do it. Um, and there was no support for most of those old titles. Yeah, and the educational educational software for my kids, I mean, right now we're going back into the 80s and then early 90s. It was, a, it was a stone a, tablet, a, wasn't it? Yeah, you, yeah, that's right. You had to have a a PC if you were going to run any of that stuff um, because there just wasn't a lot available um, and to the same depth of, of uh, you know, uh, interaction and so forth and so on. It's still on true the to this side. day, though. But do you think – let me ask you guys this, and we'll start with you, David. Do you think the lack of educational titles on the Mac is a problem, or do you think the Internet has kind of taken its place? Well, it depends exactly what you're looking for. I mean uh, – the the problem with with educational titles is you know they 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 can be so patchy anyway in terms of the of the real educational value and depth that I'm I'm not you know um there it's very difficult if you're in a in your software store you know just looking at the boxes to figure out whether um whether an educational title really is you know is is anything more than just a game um, right. so I've always been a bit shy about you know, just picking up a, a software box in a, in a computer store and taking it home and trying it out because it, you know if it's no good, uh, 
you're kind of stuck with it then, really. Um, so I, I, I've always lent more towards the stuff you can get online because, you you know, as a parent, you have an opportunity to try it and, and kind of race it for its educational value um, before before you let the child see it. And, you know, I'm a strong believer in, in really doing that and to make sure that they're, they're getting some value out of it. Yeah, the boxes are a little bit deceiving. Um, and a lot of these games, uh, quote-unquote educational games, seems to be... Uh, have been created with the lowest common denominator in mind. Um, yeah. it, it's still, it's like they're still using Macromedia Director. I mean, it's just horrible software. I, I did a review about a year ago for Mia reading the Bugaloo Bugs or something like that, and I gave it a three out of five. But for for the software that's being created in two thousand and nine, two thousand and eight, and this was probably actually written in two thousand and seven. Nevertheless, it should be much more polished than this is. There's no reason that they have to install four gigabytes worth of data on your hard drive. Um, right. It should just work right from the CD or right. DVD. Do you know how much of a pain in the butt it is to have a, a three- or four-year-old sitting on your lap wanting to play this new game you just bought, and it's going to take 25 minutes to install? That's right, yeah. Oh, it's the, the kid gets bored. He's like, uh, uh. Brooke would sit on my lap when I was installing this. And it literally took like 20 minutes to install. It was the worst installation I've ever gone through for anything. Well, and that's, then, a, then that's maybe, a heck of a lot of space to take up, too. Well, four, yeah. it was like four gigs, but why would it take... Boy, I don't even remember. It was like 20 minutes to install it. What What is it possibly doing? Okay, it's probably decompressing some of the files, sure, but... It should not take that long. This is a fast then, machine. Yeah, and then having copied all that to your hard drive, you still need the DVD and the drive before you can play the game. And you still have right. to Just, type in the 35-digit the, the serial number so they know you didn't exactly. pirate it. Yeah. It's just but, ridiculous. Yeah, and but the thing is, you know, that's just crazy for it for a kid's game the last thing you want to do is have to get them to stick the dvd in every time they want to play it because it gets scratched up and then it doesn't work anymore yeah well they don't, the companies don't care about that you got to go buy uh-huh. another copy at that point they're happy yeah. right exactly of course then you go look on the, BitTorrent. <laughs> that's the problem is that the, the software for the the younger ages that where where the interactivity you know and the and the real visceral type of graphics are are so much more helpful for those uh, younger children when they get to an age where where they can begin to to do a Google search and search for the information online then there's really not the same need for that software because most of that information is out there and available but I think yeah there's a real dearth of of, of good software for the, the the age of which David's kids are coming into and and to a mind and I and yeah. I'd go as far as say it's not just a Mac problem uh, when we're in Target. Or a store like that, I'm looking at the educational software for Mac and PC because quite often uh, it's for Mac and PC. Right. And so I'm looking at the boxes. This for Mac too, and they all look pretty much the same as far as quality. They look janky and crappy, and it doesn't seem like the educational software market, uh, ostensibly fun games that make kids learn, has really progressed past, I would say, 1993 as far as quality. It's it's still kind agree. of, and and quite honestly, Brooke, our five year old, who will be six here in a couple months, she loves playing it on the computer. She loves it. And in fact, we've repurposed my wife's older Dell. Uh, it's running. Uh, it was running XP, but it got a virus, and so I just wiped the whole thing and I started with Vista, and that's all she uses. She uses my wife's PC. And she uh, was at Club Penguin, which is a Disney thing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she'll go on like Nick Jr. and Disney. And that's the only yeah. thing she ever goes on. She doesn't go on any other websites. But she goes to these and she'll watch. There's a couple of um, Disney uh, and Nickelodeon shows that you can actually watch right online. She'll watch them online. She'll play the little simple point-and-click games. Some of them are very educational. You have to catch four apples. She knows it's it's four, so she'll go f- catch four apples. Or it'll be a game where she has to take away four of these. and uh, Or, you know, it, it's simple math stuff. But she's getting it, and she's not even realizing that it's educational. But she doesn't care that this is nothing that we bought, that this is software on a disc. She just knows it's fun. And that's where she goes now to get that educational type of experience on a computer. It's online now. It's not a it's not a physical disc that I have to go to Target and buy. Right. Well, that's probably the biggest reason why software titles haven't been updated for either the Mac or the PC. I, I would say that I would disagree. It's I, I'm looking at the stuff, and companies still send me um, unsolicited most of it educational titles for review. Most of them I I don't review anymore because number one, if I didn't ask for something, don't send it to me, and then expect a review. Right uh, and, and number two, the software is just janky. I don't want to waste you know four gigs of my hard drive space for this game that my kid probably won't even enjoy much anyways. And a lot of it, you know, it says ages four to six or you know whatever the age group happens to be. Um, the animation is kind of crappy. The kids don't know exactly where they're supposed to click, and so they'll click in an area and nothing will happen, and they don't understand why it didn't happen. Uh, it's just not good software. It's it's made it's always by, antiquated. It always uses absolutely. old drivers and yep. all, all the things that don't work properly on your updated system. And that's you know traditionally been the problem with these educational. And uh, they titles. don't upgrade them. You you can't yeah. go to their website and download you know the latest patch because there is no latest patch. They they cram it through, they release it, and they move on to the next project. Exactly. And they never revisit that older software. But I will say, and, and I, you know, you guys know how much I like Microsoft Windows. <laughs> I will yeah. say that there's software that was made for Windows 95 that I could still put in this Dell machine running Vista, and it still works perfectly. So I think that says a lot with backwards compatibility on the PC side, but yet that's Pro, kind of the problem with PCs to begin exactly. with. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it, it's a juggling thing, but for the educational stuff, I'm glad that backwards compatibility is there because my daughter has a lot of old games that my older kids used to play. In fact, she was playing one. I can't tell you the name of it now, but she was playing that a couple weeks ago when my oldest daughter, Rachel, came through the room and she stopped and she looked and she goes, hey, can I play that too with you, Brooke? And I couldn't believe it, but Rachel had such a good memory. It was a, I know what it was. It was a Sesame Street counting game. Mm-hmm. And Rachel had a very fond memory of this game because she probably played that game for 40 hours altogether. I mean, she loved that game. And it was still working. And it's still working and looking just as good as it ever did on the PC. And she went over there and started playing it. That's one of the drawbacks for the Mac, that if you have some of these old games, you can't use it on a new machine, guy. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, honestly, a lot of these companies are fly-by-night. You know, they, they basically they release it, and it, it sells for a bit, and then they'll repackage it and sell it to another company. And eventually, you know, it's it's some country that, you know, has about 13 or 14 different vowels in their name, and uh, you're not going to get any support. You're not going to get any help. Yep, I agree. 
So let's go back to something you were talking about earlier, David, and that's uh, supervision while kids are using the computer. Very important topic, and I think it, it deserves some time here. But before we get into that, uh, let's take a deep breath and thank <gasps> MacSales.com of the World Computing for sponsoring the show this week. If you do not have an external hard drive that you're backing your data up to, go get one. Um, I'm going to jump on to uh, Twitter here. Yeah, let's go there. There's got to be a better way to do bookmarks than, than you know, that that's another topic that we can get into eventually on this podcast. Not this week, of course, but um, the way that people organize their bookmarks. And it's something that really needs to be updated. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. It was Randy Cowling on Twitter sent me a message and he said he got his uh, OWC, his first stack drive and he says it's a uh, great equipment and he never would have found it without the MyMac podcast. Thanks. So uh, Randy, I'm glad you picked that up. It's a really good unit. The, 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 the ability to be able to stack multiple hard drive enclosures on top of each other is a really a big space saver. And oh, yeah. The nice thing about other world computing is that if you do run into problems, they're just going to fix it for you. You're not going to have a problem. So if you're looking for hard drive space, it's just dirt cheap nowadays. Come on. You really yeah. do need to have an external yeah. drive. I, I just spent um, 60 pounds on a uh, terabyte in drive for, to upgrade my Drobo. And, and this is insane. That's you know, it's about $80, $90 for a terabyte SASA drives crazy. That's another yeah. thing that we need to talk to uh, talk about in the future, and that's the Drobo drive. Um, yeah. I know a couple people kind of said, David, Drobo must be sponsoring your guys' podcast, uh, too, and they're not. They're <laughs> but not you were no. actually one of the very first people on the Mac market to review the Drobo. I mean, it, it's I kind of the talk of the town nowadays, but you had the Drobo and did a review of it long before anybody else did. Yeah, it was, it was about um, it was it was over a year ago, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know it it it's just a, it really is a it really is a great product, and uh, I liked it so much I actually bought it off them, um, and um, you know it's um, it's fantastic, and yeah, I've just I was running out of space on one of my drives, and uh, literally got the got the new drive today, just pulled the old one out, put the new one oh, in, yeah. all my data is still available. Uh, and um, you know everything is fully resilient, and uh, it's 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 a great product. And yes, we should we should talk about it in some some depth. I would like to get one myself, but uh, we'll see, we'll see. I, I'm real happy with the two drives I've got right now. So uh, let's jump back into the parenting and technology. So, David, you were talking about supervision. What yeah, do you one do of the, for supervision with your child? One of the reasons that I got a lap, an old laptop. Um, for uh, Alexander was exactly for that reason that I wanted the machine to be for him to be able to use the machine wherever I was, uh, so I could keep an eye on what he was doing. Uh, obviously, I've put some effort into setting it up so it uh, it only does the things I want it to do. But nevertheless, you know, I mean, he's he's six, and as I say, you know, you give him the opportunity, he would spend hours and hours and hours just playing games, and um, you know, just not you know not necessarily getting the right things out of it that I want him to to get out of it. Um, and so I, I want to be working with him on it and making sure that. I know what he's doing, and I'm comfortable he's putting the right effort into the right areas. 
uh, and um, you know is is also not you know breaking the machine or messing up the machine and that sort of thing. And I think it's important for anything um, that a, that a child does that you participate with them. Yeah. What do you think, Guy? Yeah, you really should you know monitor what it is your child is doing on the you know on on not necessarily well of course on the internet but on a computer in general. Um, I I guess part of it also. Is go- is going to depend on how old the child is. Uh, neither of my kids had had much to do with computers until they were about eight or nine years old, and I would kind of watch and check and see what they were doing. I was I was buying some of the the age appropriate or grade appropriate uh, educational software titles, like we were talking about earlier, but they were mostly a pretty much a waste of time. Um, but as time has gone on, they've they haven't been asking for so much software, which had concerned me, and so I I kind of monitor what it is they're doing by by checking their uh, their browser history, and so far they're not smart enough to know that they can clear most of that out. <laughs> there, there's ways that you can still monitor that. Do you think that parents and I've heard you know especially in like NPR talking about security on the computer mark where parents are using keystroke type of recording software so they can really monitor what their kids are doing online i think a lot of that has to do with they're, they're worried about uh two things their child talking to the wrong people right predators yeah or visiting porn sites now yeah, I, is that something that would have concerned you if if you had a child that's say eight years old nowadays uh to me, it freaks me out. I don't want my daughter to come up to me and say, uh, "Dad, why is there people that are naked on the computer?" You know, oh, someone's showing me their butt. You know, that would—that's my worst nightmare on the computer for my daughter. Well, and and I think it's uh, it's a valid concern for any parent who is facing the prospect of their child being, you know, online at school and at home and pretty much anywhere that they go. So my policy was always to uh, base the security measures on the age of the child. Of course, when my two older boys were younger, uh, we really didn't have the widespread availability of the Internet, so everything was was all locally based. There were games that we were playing and and or CDs, and then later on DVDs. But then as we got uh, later into the 90s and then, uh, and of course, into the 2000s, we now have the wide uh, area networks that are available and Internet available for, for everybody and anywhere. So... Um, beginning with my daughter, uh, we began to explore ways to, you know, immediately when she got online, she wanted to be in the social areas. You know, she wanted to, to go and be where all of her friends were, and I was resistant to that. Um, you know, there there were a number of concerns that I had for her being in that environment. Um, so what we tried to do is, uh, you know, allow her to send email to specific people, got her set up that way, and uh, then tried to explain to her, why I was not comfortable with that. Of course, now she's 19 years old, and and you know when she turned 18, you know, and and went off to college, you know, she was obviously fully capable of making those decisions for herself. But now with my son, who is 16, um, you know, I I am still resistant of him being in in those social networks, um, you know, without supervision. So I try to stay in touch with where he's going and why he's going there and who he's staying in t- contact with. He has a group of guys that he plays games with, and they they all speak on a on a VoIP uh, environment that they can while they're playing their game. So, you know, I, I'm very familiar with who he's talking with and who has access to him. But I, I think the parent who doesn't 
supervise that in some way uh, is really um, leaving themselves open and their children open for uh, a lot of problems. One of the things that I mentioned this on the podcast a a while ago is uh, both my older daughters are on social networking sites. They're both on MySpace and uh, Facebook. And I join those sites primarily to be friends with them and to see what they're doing on those sites. Right. Uh, They both have protected uh, Facebook and MySpace pages, so not anybody can jump on there and send them a message and that sort of thing. So that is one security protocol that you can put into place. But I befriended them. Now, some people would say, oh, you know, your poor kid, their dad's their friend on Facebook. or, (laughs) Well, you know what? That's one of the rules that they have to abide by if they want to use those sites. I want to make sure that no inappropriate pictures are being sent or received. Uh, I don't want to see a bunch of language that I don't want my kids saying posted on their website. Um, I want to make sure that the people that are friends with them on that website aren't some is not some twenty seven year old guy. You know, they don't need to be friends with a twenty seven year old guy who's not uh, an uncle or a cousin. And that that's the struggle that I deal with, and and you guys might be able to elaborate on, on how you feel about it as well. But uh, you know, I. I want my child to feel as though as they're developing, um, you know, all my my kids are all grown except my youngest, and he's almost grown. And um, I, I wanted them to feel some autonomy. I wanted them to feel as though they have some privacy and have not tried to be overbearing with it. And so that's the struggle. Where's the line, you know, well, I to could give tell them you... some autonomy and, and, and yet, uh, you know, also have some type of parental impact? Well, I could tell you when I gave both the older girls their MacBooks, um, obviously, they were ecstatic. But before they could even turn it on for the first time, I told them both, one of the things that you're going to have to abide by is not visiting inappropriate websites, and they both already knew what that meant. Right. And that I have complete access to their computer whenever I want it. Um, that I'm not going to spy on them, even though I have that ability. Uh, they, by the way, my, all my kids think that I'm a computer god. And they think that I can literally see their screen anytime I want. And I'm not, I got a good story about that. And I'm not going to dissuade them of that, uh, even though it, that's kind of true. Um, yeah. I told them, I if I want to look at your computer, I had better not find anything on there that's inappropriate. Because if I do, you're not getting it back. Fine. This is your computer to use as long as you use it responsibly. Now, my second oldest, one night I'm, I jump onto MySpace, and I see that she had just posted, I'm bored, call me, and posted her cell phone number. Yikes. And that didn't go over real well for her. <laughs> and I didn't have to say anything. I just turned the computer so my wife could see it. My wife's eyes about bugged out of her head, and she left the room to go upstairs to talk to Brittany. Mm-hmm. That was not a problem that I can foresee ever repeating itself. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. You had uh, something to say about that. Who, me? Yeah. You were oh, t- you- yeah. I, I would just say I've got uh, uh, back to my Mac and screen sharing set up. Uh-huh. So every once in a while, when I know Guy is on his computer and like listening to music or whatever, I'll uh, screen share to his, you No, know, it's my old G4, and uh, I'll change the song that he's listening to or, or <laughs> and the Just first messing the, with the marching guy. Yeah, yeah, and the first time I did it I was actually on my my MacBook Pro in uh, in the bedroom and he was over in his room and he was like, "What? How how is this 
I've, I've got, I've got, I've got a better one than that. I've got a better one than that. Uh, this was about a year ago. I was in the kitchen and I had the MacBook Pro in there, and Brooke was here next to the Mac, uh, the uh, iMac, and I was actually screen sharing at the time, but I had also turned on, um, uh, what do you call it, Photo Booth, because mm-hmm. what Brooke was doing was playing with Photo Booth on my iMac. And because I was screen sharing in the other room, I could see her live. And she reached over and picked something up off my desk. I don't remember what it was now. And I said, Brooke, put that down. And I saw her put it down. She she looked behind her. She got up out of the chair and came into the kitchen and went, how'd you know I was doing that? You guys are just meanies. And I said, I said, Brooke, I'm your dad. I always know when you're getting into trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, we got to wrap up real soon here, but any last things we, we want to cover as far as kids and technology? iPods. Let's like, talk about iPods I, real quick. Okay. The uh, only thing I would say is I think it's so important for parents to get their children familiar and exposed to computers and how to use them and, and, and the proper way, as David was saying earlier, to use them and, and to ha- allow them to have an impact. And, and I think that's really something a parent can help their child immensely by doing that. Now, Guy, you've got older kids like I do, and I've also yes. got the younger kids like David does. But here's something, Guy, I bet that you're, you're, both your kids have iPods, I take it. Yeah, they both have uh, fourth-gen iPod Nanos. I bet I, you've said exactly this to them. Turn that down. I can oh. hear it from here. It's too yes. loud in your ears. Yes. Do you yes. wish that there was a limiter on the iPod? password protected that wouldn't allow them to crank up the volume so loud well i don't believe it's password protected you can limit the you know the the, how loud that the ipod will get but it's basically in the settings right so so they could change it yeah yeah but you know i mean guy wouldn't change it because he wouldn't have the uh the patience to try to find it but Peter would definitely, if it was like, oh, that's not loud enough, he would he would start trying to figure out how to do it, and probably would. Yeah. What do you think, David? Well, do you the think- boy scares me. <laughs> He's too much like his dad, probably. Yeah, he is. David, what do you think? Uh, iPod's good for now. We both have. Uh, you have a six six year old, but Brooks just a yeah. what six months younger mm-hmm. or so. Um, Brooks asked me for an iPod already, and I've told really? her yes. Well, she asked me today, actually, when she gets her laptop. Um, <laughs> I said, when you turn 12. Let's see, when hell yeah. freezes She over. said, how long is that? And I said, for you, too long. Um, but she wants an iPod because she wants to listen to her own music. She loves music. Uh, I, and by your response to that, I take it Alexander hasn't asked for an iPod yet? He hasn't. He, I mean, he does love music, but, um, you know, he, he doesn't. He doesn't expect to. I, he, as far as he's concerned, music is something that we put on in the car, uh, we put on for him. He, he doesn't realise that it's something that he might be able to control himself. Yeah. Um, so, so he, you know, he 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 knows he knows I have the iPod. Um, he knows it has music on it, but it, you know, that's as far as it goes. So he's he's never really expressed an interest in, you know, having his own music or anything like that. I'm sure that's something that will come. Well, both my older girls, like I said, grew up with the technology. Um, there's always been a computer in the house while they were growing up. They used them quite often. But I have to say, my five-year-old, Brooke, is probably more like me uh, by far than the older girls. Good she God. is, yeah. 
she is very much the the little technology maven. She figures out how things work quickly. She's very comfortable using it. Uh, the first time she did um, photo booth, I only showed her how to do one thing, you know, to make her, her face look weird. And I set it up so it would just do the one thing. When I came back through, she was saying, Dad, look at this. And she was clicking through all the different effects. And out. she had figured it out. And then she was five years old. And she just has a natural affinity for this stuff. And I, I, I really do believe she gets that from me. Um, it's one of those things that you, 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 like, you do have to let go at some point, Mark, like you were saying. But when they're very much younger, <laughs> especially yeah, when yeah. they are uh, a technology maven like Brooke is, um, I have to really watch what she's doing on the computer because she can get herself into trouble quickly. Um, number one, she, she really does think she knows how to spell, even though she doesn't. So she'll try to go to other websites. Uh, and she did when the Windows machine was XP, and that's how she got a virus. Uh, now she knows she goes to another website other than Disney or Club Penguin or Nick Jr. Uh, she loses it. She loses it, and she doesn't want to lose it. Yeah. So you do have to keep that in mind that kids are smart. We like to think that we could set something up for them, and that's all they're going to do. Right. Uh, that's not all they're going to do. They're curious. They do watch you when you don't think that they're watching you. That's another thing that I would say to, to newer parents. Watch what you're doing with the computer or with the iPhone or whatever and know that if you have bad habits, your kids are going to pick up those bad habits. If you're a video game player, like uh, we all play video games here, right? At least yes. occasionally. If you're a video game player like I am, there's occasions that I want to throw the, the controller at the TV and go, ah, and scream at it. My daughter picks that up, and she starts doing that too. Um, if you have bad habits with a computer, your kids will have bad habits with a computer. So just be aware of that as you're using it and, and as you're browsing websites or listening to your music or whatever you're doing. Make sure that whatever you're doing is appropriate for your kids that are watching. It's, it's not going to be bad for them to do it. <laughs> because I like the they idea of uh, trust, but verify. Well, trust and verify, and hopefully the, the verification won't be necessary. But and then it won't are, involve nuclear weapons. Yes, no nukes <laughs> and no biological weapons. That's, that's exactly. it. So uh, let's wrap up the show. Number one, first, please go up to iTunes and rate the show. Give us a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. Please, please. And number two, follow us on Twitter. I am MyMac. I know it's really difficult to remember. Guy is? Mac Parrot. Mark Rudd is? My Mac Mark 08. Whew. Boy, I don't know if I can remember all that. And uh, David Cohen is? Is David B. Cohen. David B. Good. Johnny I don't B. think Cohen. I can remember that. We also want to remind everyone that we do record another podcast. It's called Geekiest Show Ever. Uh, if you've been subscribed to this show for any number of months now, you've heard at least four episodes. We're still doing that show. We're just not putting that show in the My Mac feed anymore. Guy Searle and I did it two weeks ago. Uh, we'll do another one of those this week. Uh, I have no idea what the topic's going to be yet. Um, although I, I do have an idea, and if you want to join us for the show this this week, Mark, for Geeky Show Ever, uh, you're more than welcome. I think that the main topic is going to be, if you could have any superpowers, what would they be? 
Ooh. 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 Give you guys a little chance to think about that. So, All of them. So uh, for Guy, Mark, and David, I'm Tim, and we'll see you in one week.